Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, Oregon. It's Wednesday, May 13th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Five Oregon counties are pushing to reopen at the end of this week, despite sudden surges in their reported coronavirus cases. Clatsop, Jefferson, Polk, and Umatilla counties each have seen their known COVID-19 infections more than double in the past two weeks, even as statewide restrictions aimed at slowing the spread of the virus remained in place. Marion County, which has Oregon's highest rate of coronavirus infections, reported nearly 270 new cases during that time, more than any other county, including the Portland metro area's three counties. Yet elected and public health officials in all five counties said they meet the criteria issued by Governor Kate Brown to enter the state's phase one for reviving public life and the economy. The applications could be blocked by a state guideline that reverses reopening efforts if case counts grow by 5% within a week. Brown is evaluating the applications this week. Some counties could be allowed to reopen as soon as Friday. Another six senior care homes reported multiple coronavirus cases or at least one death in the past week, including a Salem home that now has dozens of cases and four fatalities. The new numbers, published Tuesday, indicate Oregon's crisis in long-term care communities is not yet over. Six in ten coronavirus deaths in the state, a total of 78, are associated with senior care facilities. Cases grew by about 15% over last week, from 419 to 480. Most of the deaths appear to be residents as opposed to staff, though the state has not released that information for all facilities. Prestige Senior Living Orchard Heights in Salem now has reported 41 coronavirus cases, including four deaths since its first infection April 30th. The outbreak is now the third largest in the state, though five other homes have had more deaths. The launch of Portland Street Response, a pilot program designed to reduce police interactions with homeless people, is indefinitely delayed during the coronavirus pandemic. The program was supposed to launch this spring as an experiment to see whether a two-person team of first responders could divert people who are homeless or in behavioral health crises away from jails and hospitals. While the Portland Fire and Rescue Community Health Team member who is serving as the pilot program's lead is still working on writing protocols and other background work, the second team member for the pilot has yet to be hired. The pilot program took a back seat once the pandemic hit as most officials scrambled to put out immediate fires that arose from skyrocketing employment and other issues. The project was developed in response to an analysis by The Oregonian and Oregon Live that found that more than half of all arrests in Portland were of homeless people. The initial test program is loosely based on a 30-year-old first responder program in Eugene. Ski season has been resuscitated in Oregon, with the reopening of one of the most popular ski areas in the state. Timberline Lodge on Mount Hood will reopen May 15th, the resort announced Tuesday, for both daytime visitors and overnight guests. But with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, 
visitors must be prepared for something very different. The decision follows a May 5th announcement by Oregon Governor Kate Brown that allows ski resorts and other outdoor recreation areas to reopen to the public. Timberline was the only ski area on Mount Hood that initially said it would reopen. Starting Friday, all visitors must make online reservations in advance, a process that will include a coronavirus symptom questionnaire. Reservations cannot be made more than 24 hours in advance. For now, the ski area will be capped at an unspecified number of reservations per day to control crowds. Skiers are allowed to ride chairlifts only with people who they came with, and all skiers must wear masks, gloves, and goggles or glasses. Just a few months ago, the Portland School Board was preparing to pitch voters on a $1.4 billion bond package to remake three high schools. Now, the novel coronavirus pandemic has board members reconsidering what to ask for should it forge ahead with the November campaign. The district's bond committee on Thursday considered what might be the most palatable to voters at a time when most every sector of the economy faces uncertainty. Oregon faces record unemployment, and state officials expect they'll face a budget shortfall of about $3 billion. Governor Kate Brown on Monday said state agencies should expect cuts of up to 17%. It's amid this economic backdrop that the Portland School Board must decide whether to forge ahead with its long-term infrastructure plan, which would require an eight-year commitment meant to fund the three massive high school renovations, as well as address cost overruns from projects greenlit by voters in 2017. The World of Speed Motorsport Museum in Wilsonville is permanently shutting down because of the coronavirus crisis. The board announced Tuesday that directors had voted to close the museum after it became clear that it would not reopen for months under Governor Kate Brown's phase plan to restart the economy. The museum had been shut down since March 16th. The museum was founded in April 2015 and offered visitors a behind-the-scenes view of the racing world through its exhibits, hands-on activities, and collection of historic race cars, boats, and motorcycles. In 2018, the museum brought in more than 51,000 visitors and generated $340,000 in ticket sales and program fees. The museum's assets will be distributed to other museums and schools over the next three to eight months, according to its board of directors. Thanks for listening. For more news, pick up a copy of The Oregonian or go to Oregon Live dot com.